Mental Organized Holistically. My name is Dana L'Oreal Morales and I am your holistic process strategist. I help entrepreneurs and professionals to develop, implement, and streamline processes in both your business and your personal lives so that you can have better work-life balance and integration. Are you managing a team of scared workers or do they work together and focus on team collaboration? Many years ago, when I first became a manager, I was managing with an iron fist. And this is often the problem that many young or first-time managers make. We want to be taken seriously, and so we be bring this no-nonsense approach to management and wonder why people aren't respecting us. What happens more times than not is your team actually fears you, or they misconstrue your overall intentions. They're afraid to bring any problem to you because they assume they will get into trouble or that you won't listen. So instead, they try to hide issues or blame others, throwing people under the bus. Understand you are only as strong as your team. And if your team doesn't feel comfortable coming to you, then your team is weakened by that fear. You want to have a fully collaborative team, one that trusts and respects each other and you. Now, I know that seems like an oxymoron, right? What? A team that actually works together? What is that? <laughs> it is actually possible. And I'm going to share with you how to begin the building or in some cases, rebuilding process. Now this may seem like an obvious step, but you don't know how many people I see wanting their teams to do as they say and not as they do. The managers I respect the most in my career are those who aren't afraid to get their hands dirty. The ones that are right there along with everyone else on their team, staying late when necessary and doing part of this, you know, being part of the solution and not the problem. They're, they're doing the work. They're getting in there and, and moving the computers or they're, they're getting there early to set up for the event, just like everybody else. They help take impediments out of my way or out of their team's way so they, their team members can focus on their jobs. That's ultimately a manager's number one job is to make sure their team has what they need, they guide them, they lead them, and let them do what they do. So here are a couple of things that I have seen with managers and bosses that you can kind of compare yourself to and see if you need to make some of these shifts. So the first thing is if you want people to be on time, right, then you need to be on time. You, it never fails. I'll see managers, you know, preaching to their teams and, and talking to their teams about showing up on time and being being present and showing up. But then the, the manager comes in five, ten minutes late and, you know, if they haven't trained their team properly, the team is sitting there for five or ten minutes wasting time waiting on this manager or this boss to come in. In my environment, ultimately, I, everybody knows I start meetings on time regardless of who's in attendance. I start meetings on time. So if you're late, you're late, and I don't repeat what I'm going to say. This is something that I expect of my team, and I expect it for me. So if one of my team members schedules a meeting and I show up late for whatever reason, I don't expect them to hold that meeting for me. I expect them to continue on, and then I come in and pick up where I can. Okay? So that's the number one rule. The second one is if you're having an issue with respect – then you need to respect your team. Ultimately, look at yourself first. If your team is 
is struggling to respect one another, are you helping to perpetuate that issue, right? Are you helping to encourage that disrespect or are you addressing disrespect when you see it? Right. If you're respecting others, then then your expectation for others to respect one another should not be considered something that's strange. Right. But if I am constantly disrespecting people, I can't then turn around and say, I need you guys to respect each other. This is your room, their teammate, this blah, blah, blah. No, is that's not going to work. So again, leading by example, you want to show every single team member, no matter what their position, the same level of respect. And in turn, they will give you the same level of respect as well as their team members. So number three, you want your team to support each other. Then you support them, right? You, you're seeing the, the, the pattern here. Ultimately, if I want the team members to pitch in and help one another. This kind of goes back to getting your hands dirty. If I see a team member who, you know, they're struggling, I'm going to let them know, how can I help you? What is it that you need? Whether it's in my job, quote unquote, job description or not, I want my team to know I'm here for you. And I understand that, that you may be struggling today. And, you know, maybe you've been up all night. Maybe I need to acknowledge that you've been up all night. And what can I do? Do you need something to eat? Do you need me to bring you some coffee? Am I your assistant? No, but I am your teammate. And in order for the team to be successful, we all have to be able to operate at our highest level. So that is definitely one that you want to think about is your level of support in comparison or in support of your team. What level of support do you actually have? Now, obviously, it's pretty easy for you to make these changes and understand this is going to make a huge impact on your team. Just these three things, it can make a huge impact on your team. So let's talk about collaborative teams um, and dealing in facts and not opinions, because this is one with uh, especially large teams, but teams in general, I see this all the time. When problems arise on your team or decisions have to be made, the question I have for you is, do you often side with what sounds best or do you really look at all the facts first before you make a decision? Many managers tend to fall short because their team or specific team members learn how to play the game. They know which things are important to the manager and they focus on those key things and omit other important facts that they know will not lean in their favor. You guys know, you got you know those people who they only give you the bare necessities, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a song in my head, but they're, they're only giving you the absolute required things and all of those other things that they're like, mm, they're not going to like this, but they didn't ask me that question. I'm just going to answer the question they asked, or I'm just going to give them exactly what they are, you know, asking me to provide. Remember to focus on the facts of the issue that you are being presented with and that will yield so much better results like your results are going to shift because you're focused on the facts of the matter don't accept opinions as facts either because people will say well i think blah 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 i will you know and you don't have to say it this way you don't have to say well i don't really care what you think you say but what is xyz you start to ask some questions okay 
So instead, what I want you to do is make sure to dig deeper to get to the root cause of the solution. And a few seconds ago, I mentioned asking key questions. And that is one of the things that will help you turn this thing around. So I know all of you all know how I feel about what I call, quote unquote, the key questions. And that's the who, what, when, where, how, and why. Those are easy things to ask, but when you really concentrate on them and the answers you find out from asking the questions, they are extremely powerful. We want to purchase XYZ, right? Teammate comes in and says, you know, Dana, I really want, we, we really want to purchase, you know, so many, you know, 20 of these whatevers. Well, my question is, why do you want to purchase these? What are they for? How do you plan to purchase it? What, where are we getting the money from to purchase these things? When do you anticipate needing to make this purchase? Is it in the budget? Can it fall at a certain time to make it make more sense for, for our overall budget and timeline? What will this purchase yield us? What is the overall purpose and how is it going to um, make us successful? If our team begins to understand you are going to want answers to these questions or the, you know, this series of questions, then they will begin to come to your meetings and come to, um, come to you prepared with the answers to these questions. The other thing is that you should not provide the answers. All you should be doing is asking the questions. Just ask the right questions and it will guide them to provide the right answers. Okay, again, making sure that you're not accepting opinions for the answers, but only facts. When you want opinions, you can say, but what is your opinion? Okay, so you've given me the facts of the situation and what is it that you think we should do? What is your opinion and why? And that again, makes them have more critical thinking and analytical thinking regarding the facts that they have presented and their opinion, right? It helps them kind of navigate that a little better. So, um, basically you're leading them to the right answer. You're not necessarily giving it to them. So as a manager, as a boss, your job is to mentor your team, to guide your team, to teach your team. So by teaching them how to come up with the right answers, you are doing your job. All right. So team collaboration is also rooted in problem solving. You've obviously seen that based on the key questions that we just talked about. I learned this years ago from one of my mentors that when you are presenting a problem, you should always present a solution. Okay. Don't just be the person who reigns on the parade of, you know, somebody else's idea or be the dreaded individual that always finds fault with someone else's idea. Present the problem or your concern and then offer up a plausible solution or two of how to fix it, right? This also shouldn't be a time when you just want to throw out another person's idea. Take that idea into consideration and come up with an alternative solution. Now the key is truly understanding the problem that you're dealing with. What is the problem at hand? And this ultimately is where holistic review of the problem will come into play. When you really start to look at a problem from all the sides, right? Not just head on, but you're looking at all the sides of the problem, asking all the key questions and really digging into it, you're going to come up with a more holistic solution to it.
Okay. So that's why whenever I'm working with um, a business owner or I'm working with whether it's business or personal, right? Whenever I'm working with a client, my number one requirement is that anybody that is involved in, in the action of whatever it is that we're looking to change, that you, you include them in that process. So an example of this is when, um, you are dealing with a pantry, you know, redesign, or maybe you're trying to get your kitchen organized. Okay. I don't just deal with the person who hires me because a lot of times it's, it's the wife, the mother. I don't just deal with that person. I ask the question, who does the cooking? Sometimes it's the wife. Sometimes it's not. Do the kids prepare their own food? How old are they? Right? Because sometimes the kids don't, but they should be type of situation, right? It depends on the household, depends on what's going on in all situations. But I want to have everybody's involvement and it may not be for the entire engagement, but at some point I need to talk to them. And the reason I need to do that is so that I can understand how they use the space. What do they see is not working? What do they like about the space? I need to get input from everyone and not just the mom. Because what happens when you do that, when you only get one person's input, is that the design or this the system that is developed is developed for that person and not the family as a whole. This, again, can be applied to team a, a team as well. You can't just... Um, look at implementing a new system and it's only one person can find that system useful to them, right? Or only one person really likes that system. I need to know what everybody else is doing with the current system or what problems they face when they don't have a system and then looking at the new system and how is that going to work for them? How do we need to configure that system to work for everybody or the majority of the team? Okay, so it it really is important for you to have a holistic view um, when it comes to problem solving, when it comes to working with teams um, and encouraging your team. Right. And and again, it seems like, um, you know, team encouragement seems like a very simple, like in a in a very distinct area, but it really touches on so many different things. And a lot of times when teams are falling apart or when you're having problems among teams is usually because somebody's feelings got hurt. Someone doesn't feel heard. There's usually an underlying issue going on that the manager or the director does not know is happening, right? It's, it's that, I had no idea that this is how they felt. And I'm like, well, it was kind of obvious to me, but I listen between the lines and don't just listen to what I, you know, not what's right in my face. I look between the lines, around the lines, or, you know, over the line, (laughs) all the way around holistically. So that's a very important piece of your puzzle whenever you're working with teams, especially when you're working with teams. So I hope you found this information helpful. If you have any questions, as always, you can put them down in the comment section or um, message me, send me some kind, you know, you know all the different ways you can contact me. So definitely feel open and free to do that. I receive all the messages personally, so I will definitely respond in kind. Now, you know what I always say, I want you to definitely stay organized and I want you to do something today that will help to fill your happiness bucket. I hope you guys have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.